with all your heart, say, this is God's word, not Pastor Evan's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you that your word is a source of life. It is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. We can receive complete direction for our lives as we trust in your word. As we hear the word of God this morning, I thank you that our ears are open to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us as a church, to us as a family, and to us individually. I pray that the anointing of God that is present in this place and that resides inside of my heart will rise up to feed every person spiritual manna from heaven. I thank you that I have decreased so that the gift of God that is inside of me will manifest and that, Father, people will see you and not me. They will hear you and not me. Most of all, we'll leave with the conviction to change so that our lives can be better. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Our current series of lessons is entitled Desperate Households. Say that with me. Say Desperate Households. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you desperate? We are now in our fifth lesson with the sole purpose of saving, stabilizing, and strengthening all types of relationships. Now, our last lesson's focus was on love, and love was being looked at or characterized as a verb. In other words, love should always display some type of corresponding action. The only way to really love is to love by faith. And when you love by faith, you should have some actions of faith to show your love. In other words, the Bible says faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. So for us to love by faith, we must have some corresponding actions to show that we are living or showing love. So let's pick up where we left off two weeks ago and continue our part two of love is a verb. Love is a verb. Now I want you to go back to John chapter 14. John 14, because one of the things I want you to get out of this particular lesson is that love always has actions associated with it. John chapter 14, look in verse 15 if you would. Here's the point I want you to write down. Love is always associated with action. John 15, verse 13. Are you there? Are you not there? If you're there, say, I'm there. All right. If you don't catch it, just watch the screen, okay? It says, greater love has no man than this. In other words, he's about to now, this is Jesus talking, he's about to now say how you can see love in action. He says, greater love has no man than this, that a man lays down his life for his what? 
friends. In other words, Jesus is saying one way that I have exemplified or showed my love is that I laid my life down. Does that sound like action? Amen. Now go quickly now to Romans chapter 5. Go to Romans chapter 5. Love should always have actions or should be expressed through words and works. There's nothing like someone telling you they love you and they ain't doing nothing. We got a whale on the front row. I mean, it is almost irritating for somebody to say, I love you, I love you, I love you. Not with a V, with a B. I love you. But there are no actions connected with that. Amen? Romans 5, look in verse 8 very quickly. It says, but God commended or showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, God had so much love for us. He didn't just keep it to himself. There's something he did about it. He showed some actions. And in order for us to live a life above average, we have to live like God does. And God is a giver. Amen. And love gives, the Bible says in John 3, 16, you don't have to turn there. For God so loved the world that he what? That he gave. So love is always contributed to some type of action. And here's the goal that I have by the end of this message. Is that I want you to evaluate your life, evaluate your relationships, and see if you have enough actions, watch this now, to say you really love the person. Now, some of us who are married are going to have to sit down and have a talk. My wife and I, we've already had to talk. We had to talk on the first lesson, I think. Was it the first lesson? We've already had to talk. And so there are certain things she wants me to start doing again that I I wasn't doing. I'm the only one. Okay, there's one hand right there. One hand right here. And there's stuff that she was doing that she wasn't doing no more that now she has to start back doing. And then there was stuff that I did that she don't want me to do no more. I mean, people change. Okay? So you got to now, you got to look at your life and evaluate it to see if you are really loving. Now go to Matthew 22 and then I'm going to jump into this morning's message because this is just uh, reviewing. Matthew 22. This is only for those who may be visiting and those of you who didn't get the CD from last week. Because let me tell you something. Faith don't come by having heard. You got to hear this thing. And those of you who know your love needs to increase, man, you need to, man, I need to be playing in your CD player. I need to be playing in your computer player. I need to be playing on your iPod. I need to be playing on your tape recorder. I need to be playing on your phone message. Y'all need to hear me all the time till you get in some love. Matthew 22, look in verse 37. Watch this now. It says, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment. In other words, loving God is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. But then he goes on to say in verse 38, This is the first and great commandment. And the second is likened to it. You shall love thy neighbor, how? As thyself. And, and these are the most important two commandments you can live by. Because if you will do those two commandments, you won't steal, you won't kill, you won't commit adultery. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, if you can just maximize those two things right there, Jesus said, you will live above the law. Now, 
Love is thinking like God, acting like God, talking like God. Say this with me. Say love is thinking like God, talking like God, and acting like God. Now go to 1 John chapter 4 very quickly. Now this one right here, please don't let, with this verse I'm about to read, please don't let it become an argument piece on the way home if you're married. You know, married couples are very famous about listening and hearing what their spouse ain't doing. They don't listen to it for themselves. They just listen to, you ain't doing that. Well, what are you not doing? When was the last time you said, baby, I'm not doing that, am I? When was the last time you said that verse is saying, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Watch this, 1 John chapter 4, look at verse 20. Are you there? Okay. I'm reading out of King James for those of you who didn't know that. All right, it says, if a man say, I love God. I love God with all of my heart, all my soul, all my strength. I, you know, uh, uh, not too long ago, I saw a lady at uh, Luby's. And this lady, I hope she's not here today. But this lady was crazy. I walked in and she was literally terrorizing people in the name of Jesus. She was one of those people was, I mean, I'm telling you something's wrong with this lady. I mean, she was talking like, I mean, she was just, yeah, and, 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 if, and if Jesus was in your life, you, I mean, she was just, and I was like, so I was not going to tell her I was a pastor. Nope, uh-uh, she won't go get that out of me. And finally, I was like, so why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? You don't love the Lord? I said, no, I love the Lord. I'm just asking you, why are you doing that? Because she made everybody in the line feel very uncomfortable. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, that's not love either. Just See, you can preach to somebody and not have love in it. Watch this now, 1 John 4, 20. If any man say, I love God, and he hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? Oh, my God. Because some of y'all got some relatives that you are just not on speaking terms with. Now, listen to me. You ain't got to, just because you don't speak to somebody don't mean you don't love them. I mean, some people are just difficult to love. Some of them are here in this room. So just make sure your heart is clean toward the person. Because they may not want to talk to you. Okay, that's fine. Just make sure that if they ask you to do something that was in your power to do it, you would. Make sure there's nothing ugly on the inside that you think about that person on a continual basis in your heart. Amen. Amen. So he's saying, how can you say you love God and you can't see God? But you say, well, well, how can you say you love God and then you don't love the people in front of you? So now that gives us, a, we got a problem. That now means that I have to show some, some, some actions that I might not be showing right now. And, and I know we, we got to, well, I, can, I don't have to like them. I, have to, I love them, but I don't have to like them. Well, technically that's true, but application-wise, how do you do that? Because if you say you don't like somebody, but you'll love them, ain't no way you can treat them good. Because I don't treat people good, good that I don't like. 
I just love you. Here you go. That, no, no, no. You, if you say you like somebody, don't like somebody, it's impossible to show that you like them if you don't like them. Now, if you're doing that, because some of you all are, that's called a hypocrite. Smile in your face all the time. They want to take your place. Some of y'all like that. You just smiling, but you hate them. Now, here's a question I have. Here's a question. Here's a question. Why don't some people love? Why, why, why don't we love? Now, some of, uh, we went over one of them last week. I'm not going to go over that one. But there are many reasons why people don't show love. You know, years ago, if you're my generation, by the way, if you're visiting, I'm 44 years old. Okay, I don't look like it, but that's how old I am. I only have two gray hairs, and every time they come out, I pluck them. <laughs> my wife is not that old. I can feel her wanting me to communicate that to you. She's not that old. Okay. But if you're in my generation, Minnie Ripperton used to have a song. You know, uh, years ago, she says, uh, Love in you. Is that Minnie Ripperton? Is easy because you're beautiful. That's a lie. That is a lie. Because there are some beautiful people that are so hard to love. Love ain't got nothing to do with how somebody look. Come on now. So why don't some people love? Well, let me give you one of, the re- one of the reasons we gave the last time was that some people have never experienced God's love before. Amen? And see, once you understand God's love for you, it takes the pressure off of other people to love you. Because some of us, man, we are 24-7 pressure. I mean, you are trying to get somebody in the flesh to love you with God's love when you just need to get that from God. Amen. Here's one. Here's the reason why that some people uh, don't love. Because they are not getting the love they feel they need or deserve or want. You know, some people say, I ain't loving it. I ain't getting it. I ain't giving it. Well, the problem with that, you can write this down. You don't have to turn to it. Galatians 6, 7 says, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows is what he's going to reap. So unfortunately, the deception behind that, that thought is that if you stop giving something you want, you will stop receiving something you want. And so you, you can't get to the point where you go, well, I ain't going to love because they're not loving. Well, if you want to receive it back, you better keep giving it. Here's another reason why people uh, don't love. Some people don't love because they lose sight of the benefits of loving. Uh, Go to uh, Luke chapter 6. Let me show you. I'm just going to give you about three benefits of loving. Because, see, sometimes we don't see the benefit behind something, and that's why we don't do it. Well, Luke chapter 6, look in verse 35. Luke 6, 35. Here's a benefit of why we ought to love. Luke 6, 35. Jesus said, but love your what? Your what? He, he said, love your enemies. Love your frenemies. Because some of you all got those too. He said, love your enemies and do what? Okay, stop. Time out. Let's just take a time out. This is 30 second time out. If I'm supposed to love my enemies, then what is now the result of loving my enemies? It says, do good. 
So you cannot say you are loving your enemies if you're not doing good to your enemy. Then he goes on to say, watch this now, love your enemies and do good. Watch this, lend to them hoping for nothing. Some of you all in this room, your family owe you money. Let it go. You might not ever get that money. So what are you going to do? Walk around with a chip on your block or with this pad out coming out your pocket? Because I see some of y'all. As soon as they come up to you, do you have my money? Do you have my money? Do you have my money? As soon as the phone rings, you see them, do you have my money? You don't even say hello. Do you have my money? Well, he said, lend, not hoping. So this is what I do. First of all, I don't lend money. Because I'm not going to ruin a relationship over lending you some money. So if I don't have it to give it to you, I will just say I don't have it to give to you. Now, I might have it to give to somebody else, but I might not have it to give to you. Because you got a history. Come on now. So why are you continually lending your money? You know they're not going to pay you back. Just stop. But some of you all, you, it's hard to say no. You know what you need to do then? Oh, you're quiet, ain't you? Y'all want to know. How many want to know what to do to a relative or something? Oh, Jesus, Lord. Just don't answer the phone. No, uh, uh, no, that's not right. That's not right. Because eventually they're going to see you at the family reunion. Some of them bold, too. They just come up to you. I've been calling you five times. I'm trying to, I need some money. Okay, all you have to do is tell them, you know what? I don't have the money to give to you. Now, watch this. They go, see, this is the problem with, this is the problem when you have money. This is the problem when you have money and they know you have money. They see the cars you're driving. They know you got the money. And so what you have to do is qualify and say, look, I don't have the money to give to you. They say, well, what? You want to help me preach? Where's the microphone? You want to help me preach? Come on up here. She got a lot to say this morning, don't she? All right, this is how it is. You know, when you take money and give it, especially the kingdom money, because you're a tither, a seed giver, and a good steward of the Lord, when you give that money, this is how I look at it. If I give it to you, and you're always in the same situation, I'm taking away from heaven and landing. Right. I'm taking away from the kingdom. I'm sowing seed in bad ground. Right. And you're not, you have proven to not be good ground. So like you said, we, we do have the money. We just don't have it to give to you. Be offended if you want. <laughs> Touchdown. First down. <laughs> you just got to say it. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you what I found out through my 44 years of living. I know I'm so off track. They're going to find that money. If you don't give them that money, they're going to find that money from somebody else. So don't feel bad. Because as soon as they call you, see the reason you first on the list, because you ain't never told them no. So you're going to keep being first. But as soon as you tell them no, they're going to call Aunt Lucy. Amen. How did I get on all that? I don't know. But it was for somebody in the house. He said, love your enemies, verse 35. Do good. Lend to them hoping for nothing. 
And your reward. Watch this now. This reward he's about to talk about comes from you loving your enemies. He says, and your reward shall be what? Great. Now, the word reward, when you look it up in the Greek context, it means to pay for services. In other words, Jesus said, when you love your enemies, when you love people who are very unlovable, when you do, do that, he says, I will pay you for your services. And I don't know about you, but the way God pays so supersedes the way man pays. Now, here's another benefit. Go to Romans chapter 8 very quickly. Romans 8. Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. Here's another benefit of why you need to walk in love. This one right here is fantastic. How many would like to see your life work out even when you make mistakes? Okay, this is one of the things right here, that your life will always work out regardless of the mistakes that you make if you will do this one principle. Romans chapter 8, look now in verse 28. Most people quote it, but I want to read it to you. He says now in verse 28, And we know that all things will work together to for good, but it's only going to work together for good to those who love who? When you love God. Now, how do you know you love God? Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So watch this now. When I love God, even in my mistakes, God's going to make everything work together for my good. So that's the benefit of loving. Let me give you another benefit. Are you okay this morning? Okay, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Here's another powerful thing. Why should I walk in love? Because when I walk in love, here's reason number three. God prepares things for me that are beyond my highest dreams. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Why should I walk in love? Because when I walk in love, God will do things for me that are beyond my highest dreams. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, look at verse 9. It says, but as it is written, eyes have not seen. Nor ears have heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared, but he's only prepared them for those who love him. So when I love God, he's got some things prepared for me that are beyond what's ever in my heart. Now, I don't know about you. That's enough motivation for me to start loving. Somebody say amen to that. Now, uh, let me give you one more. Uh, go to Deuteronomy chapter, uh, chapter 11 very quickly. Deuteronomy 11. I like this one right here. Now, uh, just for uh, reference sake, uh, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Don't turn there. Just, just for reference sake. It talks about, the, it says, be not weary in well-doing for in due season you will reap if you don't faint. So watch this now. That means there is a due season available to me. Now. How do I trigger due season? See, people don't know you can trigger due season. Now watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Look in verse 13 if you would. Watch this now. I'm going to show you how to trigger due season. Verse 13. And it shall come to pass if you will hearken diligently unto the commandments which I command you this day. Watch this now. To love who? To love the Lord. Now, let's see what happens when we do that. He says, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Watch what will happen. He says, when you love God, I will give you rain of your land in due season. Notice it says here, in his due season. 
He says, I will give you the rain of your land in his due season. And then it goes on to say, the first rain and the latter rain that you may gather in your corn, your wine, and your oil. I want you to see this. Every farmer back then was dependent upon God causing it to rain so their crops would grow. In other words, they needed supernatural intervention for their natural lives. Well, watch this now. When I love God, he says, he will trigger due season for me. Due season is not necessarily tied to my job. Due season is tied to my God. Do you see, he just said, when you love, he will cause due season to come. And due season just means whatever you need do. See, they needed rain. That was due for them. My question is, what bill do you have due in your life right now? All you got to do is love God. Can I give you one more? Okay, let's look at one more. Let's look at one. Go to Deuteronomy now, chapter 30. Go to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. Let me show you that blessings will come in your life when you love. Blessings will come in your life when you love. Deuteronomy 30, verse 16. He says, look at verse 15. See, I have set before you this day, good, uh, this day, life and good, and death and evil. In that day, I command you this day to love who? Love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, keep his commandments, and his statutes and his judgments. Watch this now. When I do that, he says, you're going to live and multiply, and the Lord your God shall what? Bless you in the land where you go to possess it. God said, when you love me, I can cause blessings to come into your life. He says, if you need some land, I'll bless you with that too. Now, what's the, why am I sharing this? Because you got to see that the benefits of love in four hour way having the love itself. Let's look at one more. Let's look at uh, one of the reasons people don't love. Here's a good one. And I'm going to close with this one, even though I'm not finished. All right. Uh, some people, I'm going to give you two of them. Some people choose to stop loving because of their past hurt, pains, and struggles. Now, what happens when you start, when, you, when you've been hurt before? What happens when, uh, when that happens? I think what happens when people get, you know, they get hurt, and they go through pains and struggles, different relationships, that kind of thing. This sometimes causes people to put everybody in the same category. And they start judging everybody as the same. Oh, everybody fake. Ain't nobody real. All preachers are bad. All women are, uh, uh, I won't say that word. Uh, all men are dogs. Now, 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 wait a minute. All men are not dogs. Just because you attracted them. Just because you did. Don't mean that they are dogs. Maybe you need to just look at how you choose men. That's a thought, ain't it? Maybe if you just create a, a biblical standard for your man, maybe you won't attract no dogs. I'm 
going to leave that one alone right there. Let's look at another reason why people don't love. This is good right here. Most people do not love because they don't believe that God has accepted them, therefore rejecting themselves and others. I'm going to say that again. Most people do not love because they don't believe that God has accepted them and loved them, therefore rejecting themselves and other people. Because one of the highest expressions of love is acceptance. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, very, very quickly. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. We'll stop right here. Ephesians 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Most people do not love because they don't believe that God has accepted them, therefore rejecting themselves and others. You know, it's, it's amazing to me how people want people to love them, but they don't love themselves. Ephesians chapter 1, look at verse 6. It says, look in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse now 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. In other words, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, God at that point in time accepted you, whether you accepted yourself or not. And the word accepted there also means, watch this, highly favored. Write this down as a reference sake. Luke chapter 1 verse 28. That's when the angel came to Mary and said, Mary, you have been highly favored by God. The word highly favored is the same Greek word here as accepted. In other words, God has accepted you because when you accepted Christ, he had to. Now, let me tell you something that's deep, but it ain't deep. God's love for you didn't change even when you went from not being saved to being saved. In other words, when you were an enemy of God, he still loved you the same that he does right now. His love for you can't change or he now loves with different levels and God only loves with one level and that's agape, unconditional love. And when you know your, his love for you, you'll stop putting pressure on people to love you like you think they should, number one. Then number two, you will accept yourself like you should because once you accept yourself, the Bible says, love thy neighbor as thyself. So here's the manifestation of how much love you got for you by looking at how you treat people. I really want to close, but I don't have time. So I'm going to do like the Bible said, Jesus closed the book. He sat down. <laughs> I really had a great close for y'all, but I don't have time for it. But here's what I wanted to do. Every head by and every eye closed. Every head by and every eye closed. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning about what you need to do to love more? What actions is he asking you to do? What are some things in your current relationships that you know you're not properly giving love with? What is he saying to you? Because that's the bottom line. What is the Lord saying to you? And I believe there are some people in this room this morning that God is trying to challenge you and your relationship to go to another level of love. To do it even when you don't feel it. To do it even when they're not doing it. To say I love you, see there are some people in this room you struggle to even say that you love somebody. Maybe it's because you grew up and no one ever said to you that they loved you. But somebody in this generation has to break 
the cycle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.